The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There's a lot to talk about here, right? I, I, I think that it's worth talking about, especially since we're getting closer to the preseason, and we're going to see flashes of what you know the backup offensive line is going to be able to do for James Cook. Um, will they let him run with the ones? I don't know. What I hope is you know, there's just a general amount of momentum that we can get rolling for him. Um, I think he is going to be a key asset for this team going forward. Um, you know, this this offense was a top five offense in total last year. Um, but here's the thing: many teams upgraded, right? But here's the, here's the fact: after looking at the draft and looking how everything kind of transpired and where we're sitting at now, I don't find it coincidental that the Bills waited for James Cook and didn't trade up to grab a more stout runner like Seattle did with Kenneth Walker III. You know, this means pretty much what I've been speaking about for quite some time now, that Ken Dorsey is probably behind the doors preaching, we are going to pass the living crap out of this football, and then we will run it, and that's going to be our philosophy. We're not going to switch up. 
even if we flop one game and the defense happens as a defense happens to have a better game plan for whatever reason. Um, and I like that philosophy because it, it holds players like Gabe Davis, right? Like Isaiah McKenzie, like Dawson Knox accountable to back up the passing game and show up, not just think, Oh, well, our best plays are off the table. We're going to have to, you know, rely on Dorsey to figure out a running game plan. Like, no, that's not who we are. Right. And, and I think that's going to be very interesting to watch how James Cook is going to get involved. And that's what I'm seeing. I don't see James as a bell cow, nor do I expect the bills to become so desperate during the season to succumb to such a halftime adjustment. I think we have to basically take last season and throw it in the trash like it basically never happened in a lot of ways because fact is, right, Ken Dorsey is locked in. This is quite possibly a two-year stint for him where he is going to really show what he can do with this Bills offense. And fact of the matter is this is, this is huge for him. Um, even if the Bills were to win a Super Bowl, I don't think he would leave immediately. I think that some of the credit will still go to Brian Dable, right? Um, and, I, and I think a guy like Dorsey getting his first opportunity as a head coach probably is looking for a situation where he is going to have a lot more control rather than be controlled. And I think that's what a lot of coaches want in general, right? With the roster, with things like that to help out. And I, I'm talking about this because I really do think that Ken Dorsey is going to make it a priority to get him involved in the pass game. Because if he does, then I think the philosophy, <laughs> the training of this offense, if you will, is complete, right? Whenever you heard, <laughs> you know, Vader talk about, you know, Luke Skywalker's training being completed because, you know, his lightsaber, he constructed it. It's like, this is the final step, right? What are we expecting out of this running back group? And this is what it's all funneled down to. It's not the running game. It's the running back group, the room. What are we going to expect out of them? And can they meet what the expectations are rather than having to every single year hope for a guy that's going to help Give the offense the facelift it needs in that aspect. Every team is going to have their whatever about them. They have an identity. And I, and I think that the Bills are finally swallowing the pill down completely that we have to commit to letting Josh Allen not only run the show, but fling the ball around. And we will have to definitely probably run third as a game plan, right? Run pass option. I mean, I'm just feeling that the Bills are a more play-action pass team versus being able to set up the run, right, in order to get the play-action rolling, in order to get the pass game going. I really think it's absolutely backwards, and I know that sounds crazy and weird. I just, I don't see this team really becoming a stout, running football team. You can't count Josh Allen as a running back. It's just one of those things where 
you know, with him, if it happens, it happens. And slowly but surely, you know, we're getting used to him running. But I, I think at the end of the day, the only reason he runs is because no one's getting open. <laughs> and the only reason he also runs undesigned runs is because the running game can't get going. We don't have anyone quick enough to get, get out to the edge. We do now. And look, I, I don't see, like again, I don't see James as a bell cow. I don't see the Bills getting desperate. Remember, even when the wind was whipping against New England, they still threw it, even when they lost. I expect James Cook to cook and not flop this season because of the way the game plan will be designed for this offense. I really do feel that, and I see, based off of everything, I mean, I've been watching game after game on James Cook from Georgia, and you just don't get the notion that they pick James up to basically become Shady McCoy. They picked him up to be the cherry on top for Josh Allen. We know what Josh Allen can do. They're going to let Josh Allen do whatever he wants. That's pretty much what's going to start happening in this offense, which is awesome. But the only way that happens is if James Cook gets involved in the passing game and the running game, they throw him all over the place, and we see what this kid can do. I think he'll open up the entire offense if he can really get going. I think he's quick. I think he's agile. I think he's smart. He has great instincts. He he, he accepts contact, but he's not seeking it. He's looking for the big play every single time he runs it out of the backfield, and I think that's awesome. And he's also not too desperate, though. Let's get that straight. Just because you're looking for the big play doesn't mean you're being desperate. It just means you know what you're capable of, and you're looking for that opportunity to do that, and that's what I see out of him. So then what are the ramifications, right, if, if James Cook does really well? I'm just going to be completely honest. I think after this season, or maybe even during it, I see the Bills cleaning out the entire running back room except for him and Singletary. I think everyone else is gone. I think they clear up cap space. I think they get some they get some picks for next year. And there are going to be some teams that are seeking for, I guarantee you, Zach Moss is going to be a hot trade prospect um, this year. If James Cook does really well through the first half of the season. I think right away, James, they're gonna, teams are going to be calling about, about Zach Moss. And I, I personally think the only reason Zach Moss, there's two reasons Zach Moss has not really excelled as a Buffalo Bill, is number one, injury, right? But number two, I don't think there's ever been a game plan that is really tailored to what he is great for. And, you know, it it's it's going to be interesting to see what it what happens if then you have, you know, James Cook evolving pretty quickly and, and, and gelling into this offense and then Singletary and Zach Moss battling it out. I mean, that would be interesting, but I, I just foresee it being Singletary. I think being, you know, RB1 and James Cook RB2. I just foresee that happening if we get James Cook rolling. And you look back, right, you know, Thurman Thomas was such a unique running back. And, you know, he could catch it, he could run it, he can shake you out of your cleats and still take, still take contact. He could take it to the house, too. And I, and I feel like he could take over a game. 
I was talking to one of my friends, and he said, man, what if Shady McCoy was in his prime right now with Josh Allen? I said, I know. Could you imagine? Right? Shady was going out of his prime as Josh Allen came in, came in as a rookie. And it, it's just crazy. It's like he passed the baton over to Josh Allen to take over the franchise, if you will. And it just felt... Like a lot of, I know a lot of, a lot of us were just like, man, like if we only had the shady a couple years ago that we traded Kiko Alonso for with this quarterback, we'd be set, especially when Stefan Diggs walked into the building. But it goes to show you that running backs are very hard to develop. If you don't remember, Derrick Henry was not sought after by a lot of teams. They thought he was big, he was bad, but he probably was going to hit a brick wall and not truly develop in the NFL. Everyone was wrong. So you just never know. And at the end of the day, you just need a guy who fits your system. And I feel like you you talk about a guy like, uh, you know, Daquan Jones on the defensive line fitting schematically in Buffalo – It's the same thing schematically with James Cook. He just fits the absolute mold of what this offense has been looking for. Some people, some people, a lot of people in draft profiling actually had James Cook being reminiscent of Alvin Kamara. So, you know, it's all about being able to utilize their skill set. Every player is different. Stephon Diggs is polarizing the teams. So was Andre Reed, but he doesn't play like Andre Reed. And it's interesting, you know, we talk trash about Singletary. We and, and we talk about, you know, Moss, you know, just not being able to develop, whatever you want to say. I don't want to get too much into that, but just remember, Dable refused to formulate a game plan towards him and Moss. I think the Bills' backs right now, without, let's say we don't have James Cook, I think they can be really good. They just need a game plan that suits them. Also an offensive line that was better than last year. I'm not, I'm not trying to, at all, take Singletary and Zach Moss and throw them underneath the bus after what the last couple of seasons have been like. I'm not. I am simply saying that it's just like a quarterback. Everyone dogged Sam Bradford for being injury-prone, all this and that. Well, he didn't exactly go to a team that had all the great assets to protect him in his development. He got destroyed his whole career. It's the same thing with rookies. And now I did some digging on James and saw some numbers from Georgia. So let me go over them real quick. Cook appeared in 50 games in college totaled over 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns on 230 carries. This is a guy who's 5'11", weighing in at 190 pounds. If you look back at the game Georgia had against Kentucky, that was a game that I really feel was almost vintage James Cook on what he brings to the table. He's efficient, he's dialed in, and hopefully busting out huge runs or plays 
catching the football. And you talk about one thing that I think the Bills have really dialed in on the last couple of seasons, fixing it, I think it's the red zone. And you talk about having another red zone threat. Gabe Davis is a red zone threat. Stephon Diggs is a red zone threat. We know what Dawson Knox can do on the RPO game. He is also a red zone threat. What do you do when you're a defense and you think they're in the same formation, they're about to run for an RPO, and then, oh man, where, where's where's he going? And, and then you see Cook go all the way out to the far right, and you're trying to pick and choose on how you're going to do it. You have to man-to-man. If you zone, you're going to get diced by Allen. And if you don't execute your man-to-man coverage, Josh Allen's just going to run it himself. It is very dangerous. And that's what I see initially, right? The bigger picture with this offense, I think if they can just get in the red zone with these guys, I'm talking Cook, Knox, Gabe Davis, and obviously Stephon Diggs. Throw in Isaiah McKenzie. What do you do? You can cover everyone, and then you still have to worry about Josh Allen. You talk about an offense that was already good. I don't think the Bills need to focus on getting a running back involved to a point where they need to bust open big plays. That's that's great. That's like frosting on the cake. The cake is all about getting into the red zone. And the Bills just got another threat. If you look at anything from James Cook's tape, the one thing that I seriously think pops out is the way he is utilized in the red zone and how he executes in the pass game. Sure, run it up the middle for five yards, but what happens when you swing him out and you're trying to... <laughs> you're not knowing if he's going to swing back around. On a jet sweep, who knows? There's so much creative... Um, so many creative things the Bills can do with this offense. And, and you know, this is where I want to stop here and... That's why I have James Cook cooking this year because the, the, the apex of his game affects the red zone execution. And it's something the Bills have done really well with, but I think that's the final point here I want to finish on. It's just going to be very interesting to see how things start to gel from that point. What happens in week one, we see James Cook, barely any tape on him, score two to three touchdowns in the red zone because the Rams have everyone else covered. There you go. So yes, guys, I mean, that's where I stand with James Cook. For the next couple of weeks, I kind of want to just start getting on player to player. Uh, You know, I want to talk about Gregory Russo. I want to talk about Boogie Basham. I want to talk about Von Miller. I want to talk about Jordan Poyer. You know, and and I'm going to start figuring out um, who you guys want to hear about the most. Um, and, you know, feel free to chime in on Twitter. I'm going to be putting some polls up. And, um, yeah, just want to get some feedback, get some feedback rolling on what your expectations are for some of these players. But, guys, thank you again for joining me on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. To all the first responders and military out there, thank you for your service. Thank you for all that you do for our country and our communities. I'm one of you, and I salute you. And to all of you out there, 
fellow Bills fans, NFL listeners alike. Thank you for listening again. Have a great rest of your weekend, and go Bills. Bills.